0: I'm Kate Daniels. I like to look at our community, at the greater world, as one extended family, here to help each other. That is what I see hand-in-hand kids doing in the community. Located in Everett, they serve the surrounding community with so much support and now are celebrating their 10th anniversary with a major online gala and auction, The Harvest of Hope. Joining us to share stories and invite our participation are Amber Lindemood, Director of Programs, and Terry Lott, Operations Manager. Well, it is so wonderful to welcome Amber Lindemood and Terry Lott this morning because we have such great things to talk about with hand-in-hand kids and the auction that's coming up and a big celebration for 10 years, a 10th anniversary celebration. Isn't this just amazing, Amber?
1: We
0: are so excited. And Terry, you're still kind of new to the organization. I imagine you can feel the enthusiasm because it's all still kind of fresh and new to you.
2: Yes, it is. I'm super excited for this year's event.
0: Yes, I am too. Well, for one thing, let's just jump right into that part of it. This is being noted right now with the event, is that there is an auction. I love auctions. They are really just there's just a fun element to them. Of course, these days auctions are a little different. We are all a- attending it remotely if you will. So, actually, tell us about how we're going to do that.
1: So, hand in hand, we are hosting our 10-year anniversary celebration with our first ever Virtual fundraiser. I am so excited. To be honest, I'm a little skeptical. I much more prefer things in person. But virtual is going to be amazing. And our event is going to be streaming via Facebook Live and YouTube on Tuesday, October 20th. At 530pm, we will have our pre-show reception and silent auction. And at 6pm, we will have our live program and fund appeal. And I know that I keep saying I'm so excited, but if you could see the items that we have available for auction in our silent auction, I think you would be screaming from the rooftops because we have some really cool stuff.
0: And so the thing that's really exciting about it is that it actually is available for us to start bidding on a week before the actual gala happens.
1: That's right. You know, we want people to start looking at what's available and really start having fun and kind of getting into that hand-in-hand spirit. And so our silent auction is actually opens at 8 a.m. on October 13th.
0: And to do the silent auction, well, at any time, even uh, as it comes on the day of the event, we have to actually register to do so, correct?
1: Yep, that's right. You, We ask that you would register to bid. And if you choose to give, and you can actually register really easy by going to our website, which is www.handinhandkids.org slash hope.
0: Great. So very simple. And then it just directs us. I I looked at it, but it's been a couple of days. Uh, so you just register and all your information is there. And then I think you it was too soon to be able to click on anything, but I think the idea is you can click on stuff and put in amounts. Is that right?
1: Yep. So right now, if you go to our website, you'll be able to look at all of the items that we have available, but you won't be able to click and bid until 8am on October 13th.
0: Okay, so we can at least kind of whet our appetite and see what's there. Because as you were were saying, Amber, there are lots of uh, wonderful items to bid on. And well, people will see it if they go to the website, but certainly uh, what will excite a lot of people is something related to a new sports team in Seattle. Yeah. (laughs) Are you a hockey fan?
1: So I think I'm going to become a hockey fan. I think my colleague over here, Terry, is a sports fan, and I think he might be able to uh, talk about the item a little bit more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Terry, are you a hockey fan?
2: I sure am a hockey fan. I've been going to Silver Tips games in Everett for the last 10 years. Love them. So we're so excited for this year's Kraken. Raffle
0: items. <laughs> yeah, Yes, really a a big deal. So that is fun because uh, that just gets anyone who's a sports fan really in the mood, getting ready for when the actual season will happen, which I, I think is like about a year away. But all of this takes time. I don't even know that the stadium is completed. Do you, Terry?
2: The stadium is not complete as of yet. But, you know, this item is so exciting because this may be one of the first in-person events that people get to go to. So um, it's the all brand new, new stadium, new team, new excitement, and just a great experience.
0: Yes, absolutely. And a name that probably most of us had never been aware of before. Yes, the Kraken. (laughs) The Kraken, yes, exactly. I I absolutely love it. (laughs) It is great fun. So that's something we aren't, oh, haven't been aware of. But one thing that we have been is hand in hand kids and the absolute critical work that is done by hand in hand in our community, celebrating now 10 years and great things have happened. Uh, people have been so helped and inspired by it. But let's kind of look at what. Has gone on because of COVID nineteen and the impact that that has had on your work. Maybe each of you want to comment on that, Amber and Terry.
2: Yeah, for sure. I I would love to go first. Okay. Um, Let Let's back up to March sixteenth when it all started. On that day, the number of people that came through our doors just in one day equals the number of people that we typically would see in an entire month. Th- Which is just just amazing for one day. And it just didn't stop with that day. It continues on to today. So for the last six months, we provided emergency food for over 900 families. We helped 35 families avoid homelessness. We welcomed 56 youth entering foster care into our safe place. And uh, helped diaper and clothe 130 babies and toddlers.
0: That is incredible. And you know... What is just, what touches my heart is you give a response to all the, you know, kind of the bad news that we hear going on about families losing so much and not having food. And here you're giving us numbers of people who actually were able to receive service and continue to live their life during this time. Yes. That that speaks volumes, Amber, what about your response and the way that you have felt and what you've seen during this time?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, I will always remember March 16th in my mind, right? It was a day that there were so many people coming to us for help. You know, the number of people that we would see in a month came to our doors in seven hours. And that will always kind of stay in my head, I think In addition to that, we've seen three main themes um, over the past six months. And the first theme was a um, immediate need for food. You know, as families were being furloughed or let go of their jobs, their first question was, okay, how am I gonna be able to put food on the table? And really food is the most basic of needs. The second wave that we saw was a need for rental assistance. You know, as the pandemic continued and people were not going back to work, Um, The rent moratorium, I think, really helped some families, but now it's really thinking about, okay, when the rent moratorium ends in December, how am I going to be able to back pay all of these bills? Then the third wave that we've seen has just been um, the increase for mental health services. You know, we've seen a lot of isolation, grief, and depression. And you know, it's been it's been hard. You know, people didn't stop coming to our doors on March 16th. We still have a lot of people coming to hand in hand. And I think you know what sets hand in hand aside from so many other organizations is that everybody within our organization um, knows what it feels like to be in need. And so when we give, we really give from this part, this we really give out of empathy and we understand what it's like, and we do the best that we can. And if there's something that a family needs that we can't provide, we refer them to a different or local organization. And I think, you know, something that's been so inspiring to me throughout this time has just been, you know, there's been a great amount of need, but also there's been so many stories of hope. So, for example, you know, we had families come to us in March in need of something. Typically, it was food. And, and then they would come back to Hand in Hand in April and donate some extra foods that they had. Mm so they would be able
0: to help provide for another community member. That is That just paints such an incredible picture of vision of how we desire our world to work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that you receive, you give back, and it's just a cycle, a wonderful circle of life that continues. So you said that, you know, there was this, You see this feeling of hope in the community, and it's no coincidence that this big fundraising event is a harvest of hope.
1: That's right. We are so excited. You know, our event is coming up on October 20th. It's going to be our first ever virtual fundraiser, and we're going to be able to share so many stories of hope that we have seen over the past 10 years, but especially in the past six months.
0: Yeah, these last six months are certainly going to underscore a lot, and you know that that brings up the other part of with the auction. Uh, there are items to bid on, so we can really do great fundraising that way. We also, it's important to note that there's opportunity. Maybe we do not feel that we want any kind of item, another item in our life. The big opportunity is to donate funds and. I think that that's significant as to what dollars, if we donate dollars, what that can translate into with what hand in hand does.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can give you an example. So, for like a hundred dollar donation, that can turn into an emergency food box for a family, which will feed a family of four for a week.
0: And so, for us to think about that, I think about that. I don't want to feel like I'm wasting money. But, you know, $100 doesn't feel like it goes very far. But if you can feed a family of four, I think that just signifies what you're able to do, how you um, can—you probably have some sort of contracts and agreements with different organizations so that you're able to do this.
2: Yes, and our incredible corporate sponsors that continue with the in-kind donations— um, which also helps feed the people, um, get them the services that they need.
0: What would that actually look like, just as an example for us?
2: Well, if we got an in-kind donation in, um, and it's an edible product, we would add them to our already said emergency food box, which would allow that food box to stretch for the family even past the seven days.
1: And I think just to kind of um, briefly again, touch on our sponsors or our donors that have helped us get through this time. You know, for example, we held a back to school event in August and it was socially distanced and it was perfect because there was a huge as, you know, in August, we weren't quite sure what school was going to look like at that point of the event, but we had seven local businesses step up and host school supply drives for us. And we were able to provide Over 400 youth in Snohomish County with a new backpack and supplies needed to start their school year, right?
2: Not only that, but each child were able to get a pair of brand new shoes and a barbecue
0: lunch. (laughs) Both of those things are so appealing. (laughs) (laughs) But thinking of a new backpack, even if school doors were not going to be open, if kids were not walking into a classroom. Just that idea of having the backpack is something that is a a morale booster, I think, and kind of gets us in that mindset of school beginning. So they're still trying to bring that semblance of normalcy, I guess, to what's going on in this really uh, unique time we're living in. Right. Right. So that's a great example, Amber. Thank you for, for sharing that and helping us to be aware of the kinds of things that go on. Now, with this big fundraiser, with the Harvest of Hope, this is going to really help raise the funds to continue through the year. And really, even because we don't know what the new year is going to bring, what that might be.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yep, our goal for our Harvest of Hope fundraiser, so our virtual fundraiser coming on October 20th, our goal is to raise $100,000. And, you know, this would be the most that we've ever raised, but also this is the biggest year of need that we've had, right? On the March 16th when we had the same amount of people come through our doors in seven hours that we would typically see in one month. The need is huge, and I know that we all can, you know, kind of team up together and we can meet the needs.
0: Exactly. And, you know, when I think about 100000 uh, that's a lot of money. On the other hand, in terms of the numbers of people in the community that are served, it seems really quite modest.
1: Yep, right. So, I mean, if we think about it, too, I think Terry and I were trying to do the math, right? So, if Terry has a thousand Facebook friends, that's, you know, if every person donated $100, we would meet our goal. And so, I think, the math's right, right? <laughs> so, You know, I think it's also just about connection. Hand in hand is all about connection. And so, you know, if we're able to connect with other people and um, they're able to share about what we're doing and we can, you know, I'm just excited that we can meet the needs of kids and families in Snohomish County. And I will never forget March 16th and the look on people's faces as they're scared and they don't know what they're going to do. And sometimes, you know, families just needed help with translation. And so Hand in Hand was a safe place for people to come and be able to have documents translated for them or help them understand what was happening in kind of this new, for now, normal.
0: Would you speak to that a little bit more so? Do you have staff or volunteers on hand that are able to do translation?
1: Yep. So we have staff that speak Spanish. And that has been absolutely wonderful and such an integral part of our team. And we also found this really amazing app called Microsoft Translate. And you can take photos of documents, and it will translate it into whatever language um, you speak. And that has been so helpful as well. And it also has given us some laughs as we are uh, meeting new members in the community. But we really want to make sure that everything is accessible for People. And so it's really important that maybe, you know, we're not providing a food box, but we're just having that time with someone so they can understand what's happening.
0: So when you saw this surge of people coming to your doors on March the 16th, these were probably people who had never been there before. How did they happen to or how did they know that they could come there for help?
2: Well, I think it started with word of mouth. Everyone who has worked with Hand in Hand in the community knows that we will go above and beyond to help them out. And I believe it started with word of mouth. And we were the only ones for a while that were open where people can come and get services. And so the line just never stopped. You know, we had new members, returning members, people from all over Snohomish County, not just the Everett area.
0: And that really speaks volumes as well for word of mouth to say, hey, these people are here. They are there to help. And and somehow it makes me think of, uh, of a scripture verse about loaves and fish that you were able to take what you had and, and really multiply to, to give to people, you know, a month's worth of people in one day.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, there's been days where, um, you know, we would have a lot of donations, and then we would typically go through them in 24 to 48 hours, so sometimes we would kind of be in our office, and we wouldn't have, you know, a lot of extra food to give, and every time we were down to our last box of vegetables or our last box of mac and cheese, the community would show up. And they would drop off another donation at our door, and really, our community is at our core. And our community has been has what's been able to allow us to stay open um, for the entirety of this pandemic. And thinking, you know, to our safe place shelter, our safe place shelter um, is there for is cares for youth initially entering foster care, and we have been the only shelter in Western Washington to stay open throughout the entirety of the pandemic.
0: And of course, to to do that, you you need to do that safely, and you were able to do so.
1: That's right. Yep. So since you know, over the past six months, we've, six months, we've had fifty six kids come through our safe place shelter.
0: That is just so phenomenal. Fifty six lives that have virtually been saved and been given hope themselves for their future. Yep. That's right. Yeah. You know, these stories, what has gone on, particularly during this pandemic time, which I think is is really um, a, a real touchstone to see how good and strong an organization is. You are, are attesting to what's gone on and how you've been there for people. This shows your your, your true importance and value to our community.
1: Yeah, Yes. we, you know, I feel like I might sound like a broken record, but I, you know, we love our community so much. And I think when we would look into the eyes of people coming through our doors, we would also see ourselves. Because everybody on our team has been in that situation, too, of, I don't know how I'm going to be able to put, you know, food on the table. I don't know how my rent's going to be paid for. And so we absolutely understand. And Hand in Hand was made for a time like this, you know, I think. Um, people also kind of knew about hand in hand when the pandemic hit, um, based on the fact that we were there for people a couple of years ago when there was a big apartment fire yes. and we had a you know, a ton of families come to hand in hand. And so they know that when there's crisis, hand in hand, will step up and be there for them.
0: So again, that who you are, the individuals that work hand in hand but then the the whole umbrella the whole entity hand in hand already has such a reputation and uh, the fact that this was established in just 10 years but was there for this really critical time and has impacted and saved so many lives that it, it again you you just see kind of a miraculous uh, aura to it all right
2: right yeah
0: yeah. And so, Terry, you you said you're you've been with um, Hand in Hand for about a year now.
2: Yes, I just came up on my one year anniversary.
0: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but you did, were you aware of Hand in Hand before coming to work for them?
2: I was. I was a local business owner in the area for um, about eighteen years, and I've always heard of Hand in Hand. I. People have always mentioned hand in hand. I would drive by their building, but I didn't really know what they did um, until about two years ago. And so once I switched professions and I was looking for a new job um, and I saw hand in hand, I I thought it was a great opportunity to join an organization that has the same values as I do.
0: And that really is huge, isn't it? You know, to, yes, because uh, you know, as, with the stories that have been shared, what has been done, anybody can sense the integrity that exists in hand in hand. Yes, right, and that is why it it is growing and thriving, and is is such a. Core part of the the community there in Everett, but as you say, you're you're also re- just receiving people um coming from other parts of Snohomish County.
2: Yes, we've seen people from Lake Stevens, from Monroe, Linwood, Everett, Edmonds. I mean, the whole of Snohomish County through the pandemic,
0: and. And and I just love, I can't help but think back to how with all these people coming through, when you just needed somehow more food or or more supplies show up that really serve those who are in need of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is just so, so wonderful. And here then is the opportunity for all of us. We see how hand in hand is like, a beacon, really. It's a beacon there in in Everett, in Snohomish County, where all of us can really help to support the work. It doesn't matter where where we live when we see that here's a an organization, a, a really important entity that is serving people uh, and and doing it so so. Um, Well, with so much integrity uh, and offering hope that we, the rest of the surrounding communities, really should want to, do want to support what's going on. And so we have that opportunity in a wonderful event that's coming up. And even on Tuesday, we get a chance to really get started with it, with this virtual Harvest of Hope online gala and auction, correct? That's right. So, tell us, how are we going to get involved with doing that, Amber or Terry?
1: So, you can go to our website, which is www.handhandkids.orgslash hope. You're able to go on there um, and you can see what auction items we have available. You can register for our event. And if you feel so inclined, you also can donate. Um, you know, we realize that life is really hard, but we know that it's better when we do this together. We have a lofty goal of $100,000 because the need this year has been so great, and I know that we can come together to fill the need of youth and families in Snohomish County.
0: Indeed. Terry, you wanted to say?
2: Yes. 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 And you can also, if you'd like to give via text, you can text HOPE to 425-354-4773, and that's always a great option for donations.
0: Yes, people do definitely like those. And you know, I've heard over the last year of some uh, friends having birthdays or a particular celebration, and rather than having gifts, they'll say, donate to such and such, because if you were going to want to give me something, make this donation. So I can see that this would also be an opportunity for people to make donations in that way. Yes. Yeah. I think it's just a, a really wonderful thing. I think during this time maybe we're seeing how we're some of us have more blessings than others and we want to share them. We don't need to necessarily have more given to us. So to be able to receive that but give it forward feels like just such a a, a wonderful way of uh kind of silently making a difference in someone's life.
1: Absolutely.
0: So here we are, 10 years of such great work, and I am so touched by how things have gone on in, what is it now, seven months, or is it even eight months of this pandemic, and how Hand in Hand has thrived and has been just... Um, yeah, Beacon really comes to mind in terms of what you are doing in the community and making such a difference in people's lives. Terry, you had said at the outset how many people were actually impacted by in those early days. Can you recap that again?
2: I sure can. So overall, since March 16th, we provided over 900 families with emergency food, and that is an emergency food boxes for a family of four for a week. We also help 35 families of homelessness with our rental and PUD assistance. We welcome 56 youth entering foster care into a safe place, which is our emergency shelter. And then another 130 babies and toddlers were able to get diapers, wipes, and clothes.
0: And so we can help. Each of us has an opportunity to, to whatever degree we can, because everything adds up. That's the thing that is so beautiful about doing this as a community is knowing that anything I give is going to make a difference because collectively it really adds up to much more than any one individual can do.
2: Yes, it sure does.
0: Right. Well, Amber, Linda Mood and Terry Lott, you are both such incredible uh, representatives, incredible people working with Hand in Hand and sharing with us the stories. And I uh, can only wish you great continued success and uh, just a bounty for the Harvest of Hope auction and gala.
1: Thank you so much, Kate.
0: Yes,
2: thank you very much.
0: Well, my thanks really goes to each of you and to your team.
2: Well, thank you. We look forward to seeing you on Tuesday, October 20th.
0: Excellent.